Welcome to uh, Quantum Nurse podcast, Out of the Rabbit Hole from Stress to Bliss. This podcast provides holistic methods to help dementia caregivers to live a rewarding life. And so I'm really excited that you're here with me. And uh, I wanted to make sure that uh, the viewers or the listeners know that I have a full disclaimer posted on the on the on, below this podcast and but i just want to make sure that you to remind them that this is in no way a, uh, a a substitute from or from any medical advice so they got have to keep that in mind okay right so welcome right. to season one episode one and i have irene here and her topic would be learn 10 ancient traditional herbs for energy and healing that are efficacious and safe for the elderly. And this topic was chosen by my mini audience as one of the first five topics that they would want to hear. And I'm targeting the viewers or the listeners in the age of 50 to 55 years old, working men and women who are caring for their loved ones diagnosed with dementia. So let me, before I, you know, let you take your, uh, do your thing, but let me just introduce you properly to them and I'll read a little bit of your bio. Irene Christopher is a certified QRA master practitioner living in New York City. Growing up as the youngest in a large family, she was known to be different in many ways. Asthma, bronchitis, strep infections, surgeries was common. In 1967, Ms. Christopher was enrolled in San Francisco Art Institute and her introduction to a different way began. In 1967, the exposure to food without chemicals, herbal medicine, acupuncture, yoga, chakras, bioenergetic medicine, sacred geometry, and crystal healing began. This changed the playing field. Infections were no longer the norm. In 1970, after her second daughter was born, she moved to Portland, Oregon and opened King Harvest Natural Foods. The goal was to feed all with good food. Ms. Christopher raised her two girls on natural foods, eliminating many of the medicines generally taken by the common man. She studied the works of Jethro Claus, Carlton Fredericks, Native American herbalist, Seventh-day Adventist, and orthomolecular nutrition, learning and seeing which combinations to apply. With a juice bar based on the work of Mark Gerson, Norwalk, and a grinding room to prepare fresh flour and grain, customers were given the best quality ingredients to feed themselves. Raw dairy, brought in daily from the organic farm where cows were grass-fed as the only way, not special as it is today. The store was a place for people to gather and share information. It was part of a collective wholesale endeavor to bring bulk down from Canada and up from California. In 1955, Ms. Christopher was introduced to Dr. Bob Marshall and his partner, Dr. Linda Forbes, through her mentor, Dr. David Cohen. This exciting dynamic philosophy using life source nutrition, the body's acupuncture meridians, plasma energy fields, and ancient healing mud therapy became proof that the cell communicates by light. Quantum reflex analysis is a discipline to discover where the body's biofield is blocked and can be restored. Irene has a master's certification in these techniques. She has a body scan 2010, an FDA approved biofeedback machine to assess organs, glands, infection, and toxicity. Her practice is on the Upper West Side of New York. She teaches quantum reflex analysis to premier practitioners. That's Irene in a nutshell, but she has a long history of who knows, it will take many pages and many hours. And she, she is also my 
my mentor and she's my colleague and I respect her so much. So welcome, Irene. And I'll give you the mic. Take it away. Thank you, Thank you very much, Grace. I'm very happy to be here. You know, I think that it's important that we all share this information and that the knowledge, uh, you know, becomes public because uh, these things were, you know, kind of flying under the wire. Um, when I met Dr. Marshall, you know, that was a whole new world for me, even though I'd been in the industry, you know, for 35 years by then. Now it's 50 years. And, uh, you know, I've sold vitamins from every company on the market. You know, I've worked in several other health food stores now besides my own. I've also uh, done wholesale businesses um, to supply the restaurants, et cetera, in Manhattan. So, you know, my knowledge is um, mostly from experience, uh, which I think is the best teacher is experience. I mean, um, you know, uh, when I uh, read somebody's uh, information, like for example, when you ask about the, you know, the ancient herbs, uh, there was a fellow named uh, Dr. Weston Price. He was a dentist and he wanted to know why Americans had such poor teeth. So he traveled around the world to indigenous peoples and he saw that the common denominator between them in terms of dental health was garlic. So that's the first one that I wanna talk about because it's readily available. It's a food. You can't really hurt anybody with it. You know, um, if somebody's digestion isn't great, they might need a little support for that because it is uh, oil-based. The, the uh, active ingredient, alexidin, is oil-based in garlic. But, uh, you know, it doesn't cost that much if you want to just, you know, press some cloves and sprinkle it on your food. So when we talk about a caregiver for dementia, we're talking about it in a few different ways. We're talking about, um, you know, the person's health and their stamina because caregiving is an intense job during periods of the day and how to keep your energy up and also how to keep your immune system up. So garlic is one of the first choices because it will do both. You know, garlic will allow you to keep your immune system healthy because it is an anti-infective. And um, if you use it raw, as I said, you just press the garlic and put it on your food after it's cooked or in your salad, you know, as a salad dressing with some lemon, you know, and some, um, you know, oil and vinegar, that should be enough, you know, one to two cloves a day. And if your patient is capable of chewing, then this is what, one of the ways that you would give it to them. And if that doesn't work, you can always put it in a, in a soup. Um, Dr. Marshall always said that with children, if you couldn't uh, get them to take the pills, you know, the capsules that we use, that you should put it in the blender with very strong flavors like broccoli and avocado. And that way they wouldn't, uh, you know, notice the taste of the herbs. So, you know, as we get older, um, sometimes there's problems with the teeth and the jaw and you never know with a, a dementia patient, you know, whether they're ambulatory, whether they can feed themselves or um, whether you have to feed them. So these are some of the considerations um, in answering this question that you've asked. So uh, the next herb that I picked was angelica. And the reason for that is because the active ingredient in angelica is diosamine. And that is a, a capillary dilator. So you know, anybody that's got a pre-stroke condition or their cardiovascular is in question, that's something that you can give them to enhance their circulation. Uh, that includes, you know, coldness of the hands and feet. And, um, you know, if you're up and about and you're taking care of somebody like this, then, uh, you know, your circulation is definitely going to be in question. You know, a lot of times you're sedentary and then you're running around like, a, you know, um, a chicken. But, um Angelic is one of those things that will help, uh, you know, um, it's purported to help with varicose veins as well. So any part of the circulatory tree and, you know, the nutrients can't get to the outer reaches of the body if you don't have good circulation. So if you can't exercise, um, this is something, you know, that I would suggest that uh, somebody take. I would also suggest exercise even in a mild way if you had a mini trampoline and you could bounce on it work up to 15 minutes a day. You know, if your um, patient is uh, sedentary and you're stuck in the house, 
This is one of the things that will increase your circulation and will also cleanse the lymph glands. If you're not moving enough, this is a great way to do that. Of course, the stationary bike, that's another way to do that. And then the next herb that I picked was chamomile. So chamomile, even though uh, we don't think of it as a Chinese herb, originally I was introduced to the properties of chamomile in terms of balancing the pH in the body. Uh, you know, the body's uh, pH should be alkaline. And this is one of the uh, herbs that will calm us down as well. So if you're agitated or um, under a lot of stress, you can just, you know, drink chamomile tea also good for the eyes and it's also good for the brain. The next one I picked is chaparral. Chaparral comes um, from the Native American philosophy. It's indigenous to the United States. So that was how I was introduced to it. I had a um, Native American uh, shaman who used to take me to the forest on nature walks and show me how to identify and collect the indigenous herbs in the Pacific Northwest. And um, I've been, uh, approached with other healers, uh, chiropractors, <coughs> etc. Excuse me. <clears throat> you know, who use chaparral. It's also supposed to be um, excellent for the oncogene expression. Um, you know, as you said, we're not doctors, so we can't really prescribe, but it is from the uh, ancient, uh, you know, healing um, arts and from the database of uh, those you know um, herbs that are prescribed for blood cleansers. Um, the next one that I picked was um, camu. Camu camu is a berry from the rainforest, so it's a natural source of vitamin C, and that's what we use instead of the orthomolecular nutrition, which I mentioned that I studied. That would be the Linus Pauling school of thought, where high doses of ascorbic acid are used to cleanse and to clear the infections in the body. Um, we don't. Uh, go in that direction anymore. We believe that live source is much healthier because, you know, it's not made in a lab and your body will respond better because of the synergistic effect of the uh, natural cofactors in the supplement. So camu camu is a berry. You can get it in a powder. Um, it's a little bit sweet because it's a berry. You know, you can just put it in water and, uh, you know, sip that. Um, I suggest a teaspoon or two if you have a lot of uh, you know, emotional stress. And also it would be good for the uh, client because uh, this is one of the things that helps the liver with its functions. And uh, it's one of the things we use to support the liver and the adrenals. And, you know, the uh, liver has 80 known functions. And, uh, you know, if you give it something else to do, it has to stop doing one of those other functions, you know. So that's one of the reasons that we support that organ um, and, uh, you know, the important thing about the liver uh, in the current situation is that it's an anti-infective uh, um, for the liver, the vitamin C is, and, uh, you know, it's uh, been in the news lately that vitamin C and zinc is one of the things to support your immune system specifically for this issue. The other thing that came up about that is elderberry. Um, elderberry isn't really an herb, it's a fruit. Um, but you can get elderberry syrup. It works very well for the lungs. Um, it works very well for children. So obviously it would work for the elderly. Um, one of the other things that I put down um, is castor oil. In the old days, I have a lot of clients that are from the islands. And in the old days, they were um, given castor oil orally. Um, I'm not suggesting that at this time. Um, we use castor oil on flannel uh, with a heat source. And you can put it over the liver or you can put it over any other part of the body that's in pain. You know, if you have um, aches and pains, you have a little bit of arthritis or what we used to call lumbago. Um, and you can also use that for your client. If you put it on the base of the neck, it will increase the energy to the brain. And um, ginkgo is one of the other things that we use for brain health. Um, it enhances the function of the brain. So for somebody with dementia, um, you can make them a tea if they can't swallow pills and you can take it yourself, uh, you know, to enhance your brain function, keep your uh, mental energy up. You know, sometimes we get that sort of brain fog when we're stuck indoors all the time and uh, not taking care of ourselves properly. 
So the next thing I wrote down was colostrum. Again, it's not really an herb, but it is an anti-infective. It is um, from dairy. So if somebody is sensitive to dairy, uh, you probably wouldn't use it. But uh, it's also for the immune health of the intestines. And, you know, in the old line health food adage was death begins in the colon. Uh, now we believe that, you know, digestion begins in the mouth. So you want to take a look at the teeth. You want to make sure that they get regular dental checkups. You know, don't let your teeth go no matter what. You know, if you have to find somebody else to watch your client so you can get a dental checkup, that's great. And also make sure they get a dental checkup because a dental infection is one of the only infections the body cannot cure on its own. And uh, the next one I put down was hyssop. So Hyssop is an herb from the rainforest, and it was also listed in the Bible. So how did that translate? How did it go from the Bible to the rainforest? They're two different parts of the world completely. So um, you have to be careful of the kind of hyssop that you get. It has to be, you know, um, the right uh, genus in terms of the botanical. Um, but there are several reputable com companies that produce it. Um, again, in capsules and also in tea. I mentioned that um, the SCAC tea, which is from Renee Kakes, she's a nurse that works with people with cancer, and um, it's in that remedy. So, uh, you know, it's a, an overall blood tonic, but it also helps to uh, regulate the level of fungus. So if you eat a lot of sugar and white flour, you're definitely going to have fungus. You might call it candida. But um, these, this is one of the things that affects the brain chemistry quite a bit because it creates almost an alcohol in the intestine. So it's almost like you get drunk on the gas from the fermentation. And, um, you know, that's not good for the brain. It's not good for the consciousness. And it certainly will knock down your energy. Plus, you know, you'll either crave sugar or carbs, high carbs. So I recommend that, you know, you start... Um, cutting back on those kinds of foods, you know, like the sweet foods, the sweet fruits, um, you know, ice cream, coffee, all of those things that we know long-term are not good for us. Um, you know, once in a while, if it's a celebration, you know, I'm not the food police here, so it's just a suggestion. Um, and then cayenne, which most people don't think of as an herb, but it is um, an anti-infective. Um, it works for several different things. Um, you know, it also has a high uh, amount of vitamin C in it. So uh, it works as a blood cleanser as well. Um, one of the things that people, uh, it's sort of contraindicated. If you have stomach problems, people say you should stay away from spicy food. However, cayenne is accommodative in terms of the stomach. So um, it's one of the things that you can use, uh, you know, to help if you have any digestive difficulties um, pre-ulcer conditions is also one of the things I've seen it used for. And then the Chinese um, uh, use green tea and have for thousands of years. So, you know, it's not just a pleasant drink, although you can drink a lot of it and um, it'll be uh, helpful. Uh, but one of the things we found that green tea works with is um, when you've had too much exposure to the sun, so definitely you don't want to go out in the sun during the high point of the day, like between 11 and 1, and you want to keep your client away from um, sunbathing during those hours um, and drink as much green tea as you can because um, it works with radiation and it also works uh, with the brain chemistry and um, it also helps with heavy metals, strangely enough. So if you eat white flour, um, you know, we grow more than we use. So it's stored in silos in the Midwest and it's treated with cadmium, which is a heavy metal. It's an anti-sprouting agent so that the grain doesn't sprout before we use it and uh, definitely toxic uh, and not necessary. So that's why we want to go to organic and non-GMO. Um, genetically modified organisms are uh, not based chemistry is not based on food. They genetically modify something for market value. Like for example, a tomato can be treated with fish genes um, to give it a greater uh, you know, marketability in terms of the strength of the skin so they don't get bruised, so they don't have to throw as many of them away. It's for commercial reasons that they do that, but it's not good for humans. And the other thing um, I put on the list 
is that there are several herbs now that if you get in the fermented form, you're also going to get the probiotic value and it doesn't have to be from dairy. So turmeric is the first one on the list. You'll see that turmeric is, um, you know, widely advertised now for pain, for bone health uh, as an anti-infective. It also works as a liver support and a liver cleanser. And if you can take it in the fermented form, your body is going to use it. It helps um, by fermenting things. You don't have to work so hard to digest the good stuff out of the uh, turmeric. The same with cabbage. A lot of people can't eat cabbage, but if you eat fermented cabbage, you're going to get the probiotic value of that as well. And you can get it either spicy or sweet. Sometimes it has beets in it or carrots. And uh, both of those things are pretty tasty. You can make your own, but if you're a caregiver and you have a client, um, you know, that's housebound, uh, you might not want, want to get into that. Also kefir, um, it is dairy, but you can try goat kefir. Now they're making some kefir from soy and from um, coconut. That's another probiotic drink. And I wrote down mushrooms. Um, we don't often think of mushrooms in the modern world as a healing modality, but um, you know, the ancients have used mushrooms for centuries for many different reasons. Um, stamina is a big one. Uh, in China, reishi mushrooms are actually worth more than gold in their weight. And reishi is, again, a liver support and a blood cleanser. And it also works with the immune system. It's antiviral, which under the present conditions is a good idea. Um, you can take reishi as a preventative. And then Coriolis, which is uh, the common name is turkey tail. So turkey tail is one of those antivirals that you can use um, you know, to kill things in terms of, you know, illness, but also uh, it enhances the brain function and the stamina. Um, you know, it will uh, knock out a lot of the common viruses so that, uh, you know, you have um, better health, easier for you to get up and get around. Um, and then cordyceps. Cordyceps is another big one in terms of mushrooms that it supports the adrenal and the kidneys. A lot of people that are housebound um, have uh, issues with the, you know, frequent urination. Um, you can actually get a fragment of the uh, cranberry uh, called D-mannose. It's one of the eight healing sugars, and that works for bladder infections, so you don't have to take any medication. Um, and it takes the symptoms away within a half hour. You can get that as a powder. And uh, even though this is not, um, you know, an herb, I put down zinc. So... Zinc is an anti-infective. Um, if you have enough zinc in your body, you actually can't catch strep. Um, and you can look that up on the Mayo Clinic website. You don't have to take my word for it. Um, you know, you can't take high doses of zinc every day because it's not good for you. But short term, you can take 90 milligrams a day and then continue on with 30 for your um, health. And if you don't want to take more pills, you can always eat pumpkin seeds, um, high source of zinc. And then copper. Copper is another anti-infective and immune system booster that you can get from nature. Uh, we can get copper from dried apricots because one of the things that happens if you've had the standard American diet, which, you know, the acronym is SAD. It's a sad way to eat, you know, pizza and, you know, um, steak and burgers and all that stuff. The uh, white flour also has a uh, inorganic form of copper. You know, it always says enriched flour. So it's enriched with things that, you know, they took out from nature and then put back from chemicals. You know, that's the wrong direction to go in, especially when you're trying to grow things like healthy cells or children. And um, the dried apricots have an organic copper in them that will detox the liver from the unhealthy copper. So that's pretty much all I have to say about that. I mean, there were a few other herbs that uh, came up. Sage is one of them. That's another uh, Native American. Uh, herb that also works for uh, different, you know, it has different etheric properties as well and works with things like, um, you know, your uh, spiritual vibration. So, uh, you know, when you read my bio and it uh, talked about crystals and things, um, you know, uh, a lot of people kind of poo-poo the idea of crystals but, uh, you know, the quartz watch came out, you know, over 30 years ago and it powers the, you know, the clocks. So you know that there's energy there that is timeless and that it can be tapped into and used 
for certain things. So we use a lot of iron-based ore called hematite. And we also use some, um, uh, you know, um, minerals from premier research that we put around the property to balance the property. We call it Vastu, and we'll get into more of that later. But the idea is that uh, in the modern world now, the electromagnetic frequencies are so powerful that they're shutting off the energy to our bodies. So we remediate those energies coming into the home. And especially if you're a caregiver, you know, you're in the home all the time. You want to re remediate the computers and the TV, you know, the, um, the blue screen uh, is very bad for the brain. It's very bad for the eyes. And uh, you can put, uh, you know, certain things over those screens and you can put certain things on those electronic um, appliances everything from your refrigerator to your hair dryer to balance those energies. I have them in my apartment here. When people come in, they say, it feels different in here because I've done this work. And, you know, Grace and uh, George and I, along with a few other practitioners, we make house calls. We go to people's homes. We muscle test. You know, that's the uh, O-ring, the bi-digital O-ring, where we test kinesiologically what is weak or what is strong. And uh, Dr. Marshall, our mentor, always said, don't guess, test. Because, you know, anybody can say anything. So this is the bi-digital O-ring uh, technology. You can Google that if you want to find out more about it. Um, it's an FDA-approved um, biofeedback, uh, you know, um, system where, uh, you know, you can muscle test people. And we use the acupuncture points to find out which parts of your body need some work. And then we apply a nutrient to that area of the body and see if it makes it strong. The other thing we do is we work with injuries and uh, the herbs that we use for injuries are some of the ones I've always um, used. And turmeric is a big one for pain. The other one I use is white willow bark. White willow bark is a natural form of aspirin. Um, and then I use ice a lot on injuries. So. Uh, we'll talk more about those things later, but I think that's enough. Do you have any questions, Grace? Um, yeah, well, one of the common questions that uh, people ask me, or whether they're my clients or not, they will usually say, well, how safe are this to take if I have this, this and that, or my mother, my father has all these medications? So well, how do you handle that? you know, that question or when you have clients. Well, the issue with medications, you know, legally you have to go through their medical doctor. Um, I have several patients on medication. Um, I have people that come to me from Gary Null. He speaks on the radio and um, he has a book called Curing the Incurables. He also has a retreat where he takes people, you know, from being immobile to, you know, in 30 days, pretty decent health. Um, and uh, he believes in exercise and nutrients. Uh, we don't agree on, um, you know, the orthomolecular nutrition aspect of the supplements. As I said, we use live source. But, you know, uh, a lot of these things uh, your doctor would approve of. Um, you know, the things for the brain chemistry like ginkgo, that's a proven supplement for that. Um, and you could hire a QRA practitioner to come and test to see how much, you know, how big a dosage you should take. Um, there are superfoods like greens and um, uh, blue-green algae. We use the oil from blue-green algae to support the kidneys and the brain. These are things that we can muscle test you for, but they're food. It would be very difficult, you know, unless you took a whole bottle to, you know, hurt yourself or have any toxic reaction. But as I said, don't guess, test. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the ways we do it. And, um, you know, I have a few... Um, uh, integrative nutrition nutritionists that are doctors here in the city that um, will work with you with the cardiovascular issues. I have um, a couple that work with other things like Parkinson's, diabetes, thyroid issues. And these are the people that you want to get in touch with if your um, patient is on medication. So um, it would be best, I guess, that uh, when they are on medications or they're under the care of a physician that if for the peace of mind and safety especially if if it's if if the caregiver or someone is new to the use of herbs that it would be good for them to talk with their doctor about what they plan to do correct 
Yeah. Correct. Right. And yeah. then what I, usually, what, what I usually would tell them also is that, look, I'm not changing any of your medications or whatever, you know, that's between you and your physician. Um, but, you know, I will help you and guide you, you know, when you are, when you work with me. So that's when, and I said, if you want me to talk with your physician, then I will do so. Yeah. You know, I have um, a lot of people that come to me from the recovery field, um, you know, either the caregivers or the, you know, social workers, et cetera. And um, I work with them and their doctors to detox them from certain drugs. There's a protocol to get people off benzodiazepines. Um, it takes two years, though. Uh, you know, we don't fool around with that kind of stuff. I mean, basically what you do is you take the drug that they're on, you discuss it with their doctor, you give them the herbs that will bring, you know, the same, uh, you know, peace to the same level. And then you titrate it down. You start to take down the meds and you start to pick up the herbal supplement. And if they have any symptoms, then you go right back to the doctor, you know, because um, we are not medical doctors and we are working with the, you know, medical field, uh, you know, to help people that have difficulties with the pharmaceuticals that they're on. I have a fellow that's on blood pressure meds now. Um, he was erroneous, erroneously put on them um, for anxiety. Mm. And, you know, when we get anxious, sometimes our blood pressure goes up. But get, now getting him off these medications is problematic because the doctor doesn't want to work with him on this. Um, he actually wants him to take more. Uh, so we're going to find another doctor that is willing to work on it. I remember, I remember that advice all the time, you know, if, uh, you know, feel free to change your doctor if things are not working, you know, just, right. like, just like when you go to a mechanic, how come, you know, if you have your car and it has, it's not been fixed or you're not happy with a mechanic, you change, yeah. but it seems like they, people have a difficulty, they have so much loyalty or whatever their process of thinking, but that's okay. Then another thing that I would, yeah. when you mention about, so what, what I can hear what you're explaining is that the, the, the positive or the outcome that the, the person taking the medication, whatever is that outcome, and if they have reached that outcome, such, such as calming their nerves, right? Example, right? Or being able to sleep. Mm -hmm. And then, but yeah. they, they, they're, not, they're fully aware, family, that, they would want to decrease the syn, you know, synthetic or the, the not natural way of, medic, of, of healing. So if at some point the effect is already kind of equal to that medication, then I would always say that talk to your physician and say, okay, listen, well, you know, do you think like you could kind of lower your med a little bit? Right. And that's right. Yeah, I have... Um handful of patients with traumatic brain injury and the issue with the traumatic brain injury is you don't know what's going to come back after the injury so you know they might be on Neurontin you know which is an anti-seizure medication and if they don't have any history of seizures they do that as a preventative measure until the swelling in the brain goes down or until some of the symptoms change um, you know I have a client with a brain injury where all of the nerves from the nose and the mouth were sheared to the brain from the, um, you know, assault of the head going like that and um, couldn't taste or smell anything for two years. So the nutrients helped to rebuild that part of the brain so, you know, now she can taste and smell again. And the doctors didn't know if it would ever come back. So we just tried stuff, you know, we just tried different things, you know, things that we knew that would work with the medications that she was on and with the brain chem chemistry that was having a problem. And then from what, what you have shared, you know, if, if I can imagine that in someone's cupboard, they have all those herbs lined up. Um, and you mentioned about that you could use it for food, you could use it as a drink, or you could use it for your skin. So would it be a good advice for the, the listeners that when you have certain herbs, it's always good to think that you could use it in many ways, right? Yes.
yes, multifunctional. Yeah, yeah, it's good because, you know, there are different examples of it. You know, like, uh, for, uh, for example, when my younger daughter was, at, um, you know, uh, preschool, she was going to a school where they had a flea infestation and uh, she would scratch the bites because they itched and they got infected. And, you know, I didn't know as much as I know now, you know, this is 50 years ago. She just turned 50 actually. Um, and I put cayenne on the bites, made them go away, you know, but the, the net effect was it took away the symptoms so she didn't scratch them, you know, cause they didn't itch anymore. Cause red pepper will take that sensation away. Okay. So you learn as you go, you know, like, especially with when you're using things from your food cupboard, like, you know, the turmeric is a spice from India that we would normally use on food to make curries or the garlic is something, you know, that you put on pasta or pizza. And, you know, you'll find out that if you, you know, um, eat it raw, that it will start to, you know, take care of your lungs. It will start to take care of your digestion. It will start to take care of your circulation. I mean, you know, just eating these foods, like the green tea alone, you know, will start to change the things about you. It will make it easier for you to go out in the sun. It will make it easier for you to think. It will give you a little bit of energy because there's some natural caffeine in there, but it's not a destructive form of caffeine like in coffee. I like what you said, that you learn as we go along. Because I, I, I remember that... Yeah each person's experience may be different, right? You know, and yes. just, that's why even, even when we do the test already, the QRA, which could differ on how many garlic capsules or how many turmeric would it be good from one person to the other. So that could really vary. And I also remember, Irene, that in different cultures, in different countries, different, you know, places, Sometimes they use one herb the certain way and the yeah. other one is not. So it's just really nice to keep learning and being open, yes. able to be open to, you know, exchange of information. Yeah, I mean, you know, we have an international community now because of the Internet. So there's very little that you can't learn or find out from, you know, indigenous peoples all around the world and how they use things. You know, there's a host of herbs from the rainforest that you could find out about. There's a host of herbs from Chinese medicine that come from the sea that very few people know about. You know, so it's not like everything is out there already, you know, and that's part of why we still teach because like what I learned from Dr. Marshall was that there's a system, you know, there's the idea of first things first that you can't like, we'll get into that with the five steps great health like you can't just go straight for you know hormone replacement if you have an infection you can't take adaptogens you can't push your system if it's already suffering from an infection so that's why we do you know things in order and um that's the other thing that you'll learn you'll learn you'll learn from your body symptoms that you know if you take a supplement or a, an herb and then you know it fixes certain things then you can go on to the next step like, in other words, you don't overload the body. You know, it's a gentle thing. I mean, nature heals in gentle ways. It's not, you know, like a storm. Yeah, so, um, uh, and uh, mentioning that nature heals in gentle ways, is that, is that why sometimes some herbs take slower time than yes. taking, like, prescription pills or over-the-counter over medications. Yeah. And also when somebody's on over-the-counter medication, sometimes that inhibits the healing from the natural. Um, you know, I look at it as sort of 50-50. If you're in a lot of pain and you have to take painkillers until the body heals enough, um, the painkillers are necessary for the stress at that particular period of time. But, you know, if you take oxycontin for long periods of time, you're going to get addicted and then you're going to have another problem. So, again, what we do is we work with the balance. You know, the idea is that um, we give the body what it needs and then we start to take away the things that are toxic. Like I mentioned that I'm not the food police. Like I don't put people on a strict diet unless they're 
you know, suffering from a major chronic illness, you know, I basically just start to change things a little bit at a time, like introduce the fresh foods, you know, and then eliminate some of the other stuff. Like if you come to me for weight loss, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to lose weight eating pizza, you know, but does that mean you have to give up everything yet? No, you, you just have to tailor it for your lifestyle and then make some changes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, have you ever had any experience where you really felt like there was such a failure in what you do or, you know, in how in the, your ways of helping? I don't really see it that way. Um, I have people that, you know, um, have a, what we call a failure to comply. Like I had a woman come to me when I was working at the store for Gary that uh, nobody could figure out what was wrong with her. And that's generally why people find me is they've tried everything else. So I took one look at her and I said, I think it's parasites. And I said, have you done much traveling? And she said, yeah, you know, I go down to the islands every year. So I suggested she come and have me test her in my office and do a body scan. And, you know, right on the top, it said parasites. So when I told her what our parasite cleanse involved, she said, no, thanks. I'm going to go take the doctor's poison. You know, that's her right. You know, doing things the natural way can be tedious. It can be, you know, overwhelming for some people. This fellow that I had that had uh, spinal surgery, he called me after the surgery. So I didn't have the opportunity to, um, you know, work with the issue before the doctors, you know, cut him. And, you know, they cut nerves and stuff in the spine. And I said to him, you're asking for a miracle. And I said, I can't take care of you. You have to to find the caregiver because I need you to eat special foods. I need you to do certain bathing rituals. I need you to clean, you know, your body and your house a certain way. You can't have any toxicity, no Clorox under the sink, no fluoride coming out of your shower. You know, if you really want to have optimum healing from a major situation like that, you have to be willing to do the work. And he is. But occasionally I have people that just say, no, I had a, a family that came to me uh, the young son um, wasn't able to uh, eat anything. He could eat five foods without getting, um, you know, a, an allergic reaction in his mouth. So I worked with him, um, I don't know, six months probably. And uh, he was doing really well. And then, you know, his parents wanted to get on board because they saw the results. And uh, the dad, after three months, finally mutinied. He said, I can't do it anymore. You know, and he insisted that the whole family stop too because he was paying for it. <laughs> you know, yeah. so what are you going to do? I mean, one last story I was uh, trailing Dr. Marshall in his office. You know, that was one of the things that he offered us as practitioners was to follow him in his practice. And he had a, a client uh, that he'd seen before that was on the protocol. So he knew the drill, he knew how much it would cost, he knew what you know, um, could happen in terms of the intensity to change a major illness. And he had a middle son who had just been diagnosed with juvenile diabetes. So they came to see Dr. Marshall, the husband and wife and the son who was afflicted and then the younger son. And Dr. Marshall was working with the boy, you know, muscle testing him in his father's lap using the father as a surrogate. And when he uh, came up with the protocol, the mom said, no way. You know, I'm not doing this, you know, and then, um, you know, the dad tried to negotiate in front of us. And then, you know, the dad said, you know, let me call you later and I'll talk to you about it, Dr. Marshall. And after they left, I said, Dr. Marshall, uh, you didn't see what was happening there, did you? And he said, what do you mean? And I said, the, uh, the child is sick because his parents are getting a divorce. So it was an emotional onset, which can happen. And people don't believe that until they see it. And of course, Dr. Marshall was working with the clinical nutrition aspect of it. He wasn't seeing the drama between the, you know, uh, connection of the family. And it's like a mobile, you know, you push one, the other ones move. And that's the other thing that you can consider as a caregiver in a situation like dementia. You know, you have all of the family members involved and everybody has an opinion. So, you know, if you're going to work with them with the holistic, you might want to have them sign something, you know, giving consent, you know, that they will agree to these, um, 
you know, processes and procedures. And you can start slow. You can start with castor oil patch. You know, you don't have to do anything major. You can start with digestive enzymes or probiotics. You know, anything that would help you to maintain your clarity and your strength and your ability, you know, um, to heal so that you can, you know, uh, be strong enough to help somebody else. And we teach by example. So if people see you get better, they want to know what you're doing. They're like, I want what you have, you know, tell me how to do that. Uh, that's very, very, that's a really good reminder. And that's yeah. why we're trying to reach to the caregivers because, you know, first they really need it. And second, if they have little children or teenagers that they, they're taking care of other than their parents who have dementia, then, you know, it kind of spills over on the, the rest of the family member when they're taking care of themselves. Now, so Irene, how can you speak a little bit on how did you manage during this time of this pandemic? Um, how did I manage what? My own personal oh, life? Like yes, because, yeah. you know, we're all in that so-called high risk. But here well, we are. You know, I, I don't agree with um, rebelling against, you know, what we're being asked to do, you know, whether I agree with masks or gloves or what the, you know, um, government is saying, I'm not going to argue about that. You know, um, I learned from Dr. Marshall that you don't pick a fight, you can't win. And that's one that I can't win at this time. So I wear the mask and I wear the gloves. And if people want to do that when they're in my office, I'm happy to do that. I, I even have booties. So when you come from outside, you can wear coverings over your shoes like they do in surgery. Um, you know, I, I stayed home more than I usually do, but, uh, you know, we wanted to keep ourselves and our group healthy. So we met, you know, maybe once a month during the pandemic at somebody else's house. We traveled there separately in our own cars. We wore masks and gloves, um, and we disinfected. I, I don't use Clorox. I use hydrogen peroxide. So I buy food grade hydrogen peroxide, which is 35%. And that'll actually burn a hole in the floor. So you have to dilute it. And uh, what I do is I boil the floors and I clean them with peroxide. So everything in my house is, you know, disinfected that way on a daily basis. And if I have somebody coming in from the outside, I do it before and after. Plus, I take all of the herbs and vitamins to keep my immune system up. You know, I'm taking um, olive leaf. I'm taking oregano oil. I'm doing colostrum every day. I'm doing uh, fish oil. I'm doing green tea. You know, I'm doing uh, the garlic and the cayenne. A lot of things that I mentioned are things that I take on a daily basis anyway. So I added a few things. Plus, I had other people muscle test me to find out if there was anything else I needed. So we have a lung complex. And, um, you know, I haven't smoked for 35 years. But the chance of any of these you know, diseases getting into my lungs under this, you know, set of circumstances where we're closed off and have lack of oxygen in our house, you know, so I have air filters in the house as well. Um, I have filters on the uh, drinking water and on the shower, you know, just to make sure that the assault from the things that would knock you down isn't any greater under the circumstances. And you mentioned so that's pretty much what I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned also earlier about the castor oil. So, and when you mentioned that, I was thinking that a lot of the elderly, they have really very fragile skin. Would that yes. be helpful if instead of their regular lotions that they could just use that? Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because we have a new castor oil supplement that is uh, mixed with rosemary and orange oil, and um, we call it juicy oil. So it's a blend of essential oils with the castor oil, and you can use that to massage the feet and the hands. Um, it also helps to open up the uh, meridians so that the energy can flow more freely. Um, you can put the castor oil packs on flannel and put it over the liver gallbladder. The gallbladder is one of the organs that determines the fat in your skin. And, um, you know, collagen and, uh, you know, um, 
the things that will help build healthier skin. Uh, we have a supplement called Dermaven, which is basically keratin. Um, but the fish oil, you know, is where I would start in terms of that. And you can massage um, certain parts of the body. Like we have a, a thing called the Dermablast, where you mix vinegar and green tea and hydrochloric acid if you want to detox the skin. So you rub that in for one minute and then rinse it off and uh, maybe go outside if they're healthy enough. And then, uh, you know, soak their feet in bath salts that are similar to Epsom salts, but have a little bit more of a punch. They have some peat moss and some minerals from around the world. So those are the things that um, I would recommend for the skin, including the castor oil. There was a fellow who made a product. I haven't seen it on the market in a long time for the elderly. It was a combination of aloe vera castor oil. And uh, he actually put a little bit of a tiny uh, bit of hydrogen peroxide in there to disinfect at the same time. And that worked great for people in hospitals with bed stores and things like that. So I don't know if he advanced his product into the medical profession or not, but you know, castor oil has been around forever. The Jamaicans use it to grow their hair. They roast the castor bean first, so it's brown castor oil. But what we do is we use the raw castor oil and then apply heat to it when it's on the body as a way to give it the same properties. And you can do that anywhere, anywhere on your body. Because in the dementia clients, you know, they're elders. And other than being less mobile, they always have a lot of medications already that makes yeah. their skin very fragile. So sometimes there's no one is even like squeezing them too hard. And before you know it, they will have some bruises, you know, excoriation. So you mentioned about that aloe and castor oil, and yeah. that makes sense to me. So please, um, repeat that again for me, okay? Well, generally we use castor oil, um, you know, on the skin for various things. One of them is a, a detox because it has some properties to pull some toxins out through the skin. So I would start by putting some over the liver point, which is right underneath the right breast. So, um, you know, about three inch patch, you could rub it in with your fingers and then maybe just wipe it off. We have a new castor oil that's mixed with rosemary and uh, orange oil, so it smells very nice. And that um, can be used on the skin as well. Um, it's nice if you rub that into the hands and feet because that um, kind of wakes up all the acupuncture meridians and would allow the energy to go you know, throughout the whole body in order to heal. So again, that's 10 seconds, a three inch patch about you know, this big on each spot, like the, you know, the palm of the hand, the back of the hand, and each foot, top and bottom. So the other thing you can do with the castor oil is you can um, also put it on the top of the head, uh, which is a major acupuncture point. The thing that we do with castor oil, um, you know, for somebody that's got a serious wound or open skin, is we would wrap it uh, with some cloth, usually some organic cotton, and then put some saran wrap over it, you know, some plastic wrap, and have them spend the night with it on. Because that way they get, you know, eight to 12 hours of the healing properties of castor oil. And, you know, you can pat some aloe vera on the skin, some straight aloe vera, uh, as close to raw as possible. You can get the actual leaf, you know, and cut it and just fillet out the inside, just the gel. The skin is very harsh. Um, so you wouldn't use the skin of the uh, common aloe. There's another aloe vera called aloe barbadensis, which is a different species. And that's the one that um, is about the size of a three-year-old. It's like a you know, three-foot plant. And those leaves are huge. So if you could get your hands on one of those leaves, you could keep it in the fridge or the freezer and keep using it. Um, that one can also be mixed with honey and you could uh, put some castor oil in that and put that on the skin. Honey, uh, raw honey is specifically is a, uh, an anti-infective. So that's one of the reasons that you would use the honey. And as I said, these things can be messy. So you wanna wrap it you know, with some cloth and then some saran wrap over it and leave it on as long as you can. I mean, some people can't bear to have anything wrapped around them when they're trying to sleep, but 
um, I have a fellow that suggested that you take, uh, you know, one of those plastic tablecloths mm -hmm. and put it under the sheet. So no matter how much they, you know, drip or uh, if it comes off, it won't stain the regular bedding. And uh, one of the other things that we use for the skin that I find very helpful is uh, bee propolis. So it's another product from the bees. And if you can take that internally, that would be great. Um, six capsules a day is usually enough. Um, and it works for a lot of other things. The bee propolis will help the sinuses. Uh, it's an anti-infective as well. Uh, the bees create this product to keep the infection out of the hive. So if anything foreign comes into the hive, they coat it with this particular substance. So it is an anti-infective in that sense. Um, it works with the, sinus, <clears throat> the sinuses specifically because it um, soothes the small intestine, which is one of the organs that we use to absorb things. The other thing about the skin is that um, if somebody is mineral deficient, you're going to find that uh, their skin is going to suffer. So um, if they're uh, capable of giving the client a bath, you can have them soak in mineral salts. Um, Epsom salts are the most common one, that's magnesium. It's a great way to get magnesium into their cells as well. Um, we have a bath product which is pretty user-friendly and they can just soak their feet in that if you can't give them a bath, you know, if there's only a shower. Um, I find that zinc is uh, one of the, uh, you know, primary minerals for the skin. Um, some people call it the beauty supplement. Um, because zinc does restore the skin in terms of aging, et cetera. So the thinness of the skin um, means that it's not getting the nutrients that it needs. It's not getting enough moisture. Um, it's not getting enough minerals. So those are the directions that you want to go. Plus, um, the elderly often don't sleep well. So sleep is something that we mentioned in the beginning of the uh, uh, talk. And... Um, that would go for the caregivers as well. You know, they need to be getting at least five hours continuous sleep. And uh, we have melatonin for that. We also have a supplement called Tranquinol, which, um, you know, you can actually uh, detox people off benzodiazepines with that. That's how powerful that is. And it's just herbs. So the other thing I wanted to mention was essential fatty acids. So uh, essential fatty acids are one of the things that helps the large intestine. It also helps the adrenals, which is uh, one of the stress organs. And that will allow the uh, skin to get the appropriate amount of oil through the body and will help to build thicker skin. Um, we also have a, a keratin supplement, which is what you use for your hair, skin, and nails. Uh, several of the vitamin companies make a tablet with all these things in it, you know, if you're looking for one-stop shopping, but we don't recommend uh, pills. We prefer that you use capsules and liquids, you know, and then you can give the um, caregiver as well as the client, you know, some B vitamins for stress and um, some green tea also works for the skin. Um, you can do a facial on the outside with green tea and vinegar. Um, you can put honey in that and then, you know, soak your body in the minerals and that will give the skin, you know, a more vibrant tone, more resilience. And then uh, one of our mentors always talked about the gallbladder having to do with the skin. So if you're on a lot of medications, the gallbladder is the organ that's going to get jammed up from those, you know, toxic tagalongs, especially the pharmaceuticals. So um, you can put the castor oil pack over the gallbladder. It's right under the liver on the rib cage there. And, uh, you know, uh, as much lemon uh, juice in water, raw lemon juice in water, you can get the client to drink as well as the caregiver. That's a great, you know, um, cleanser. And it also helps to balance the gallbladder. Uh, we use other things like artichoke. Um, and, uh, you know, um, the gallbladder doesn't get like this overnight, so you have to be a little patient. You know, you might want to do this pack on the gallbladder once a week and then have some raw tomato juice with garlic in it, and you can put the EFAs right in there. Put maybe a drop or two of oregano oil because that's also, an, you know, a natural uh, anti-infective to keep the immune system up. So any sores or, you know, um, you know, problems with the skin in terms of lacerations or bed sores or 
any of that stuff, um, you know, would be helped by these things. And then the last thing is circulation. So if you don't have enough circulation, none of these things are going to get to the outer layer, which is the skin. So we use a product called Circuzyme and uh, um, the active ingredient, as I mentioned in the, you know, the, the ancient herbs is diosamin. So uh, that's for the varicose veins and for the capillaries and the circulation. So that's a good supplement for that. Um, garlic and cayenne also work for that because they, um, you know, they inspire the uh, cardiovascular, you know, to work a little bit better. Um, they help clean out the veins and the arteries. So if there's a cholesterol issue, that's the other thing that would block getting the essential fatty acids to the skin. So that's pretty much all I have on the skin. Um, you know, uh, I mean, lotions on the outside don't really fix things um, because they're mostly based with mineral oil. And mineral oil is not absorbed by the skin at all. As a matter of fact, it stops the skin from absorbing other things like vitamin D. So if the client is vitamin D deficient, you can find that out from a blood test. But everybody should be taking some vitamin D, K2, like that. Um, especially after the age that we're discussing because we either don't get out in the sun enough or we don't eat enough, you know, green vegetables, which, uh, you know, would interfere with the um, absorption of certain nutrients, you know, um, if you don't eat enough vegetables. And you can do vegetable juices, but we really believe that the whole plant, you know, so if you could put it in a blender and make almost like a gazpacho, like a cold vegetable soup, you could put lemon in it, you could put ginger in it, you can make it salty, you can make it sweet. And even if, you know, you only get a cup of this down a day, it's like drinking eight glasses of green juice because you've got all the roughage in there. And greens are the largest source of minerals except for seawater. So that's the last thing I'll say is that uh, the pH minerals that we have are made from uh, melted water from the polar ice caps, which is more pure than any other part of the sea. So the idea would be that, you know, you would get your minerals uh, in that form as well. Just put a few drops in your water and uh, that will enhance the skin, the circulation, the immune system. It even helps with people's moods. Um, oddly enough, hard to explain that, but you know, if you don't have enough of what you need to function, you know, it's not unusual that you would be a little out of sorts. So especially if your skin is bothering you, you know, um, people with thyroid condition or liver condition, usually uh, skin is one of the first symptoms that they notice. So if your client is on thyroid medication, they're definitely going to need to enhance this issue as well as if they have any difficulties with the liver. Thank you, Irene. Everything you just said, I have observed it with, uh, you know, with dementia clients and sometimes also with their family, their caregivers. Mm -hmm. Yes. Irene, you're, you're such a wealth of knowledge. Just well, looking at you. you and listening to you. It's like all these things are coming out of, coming out of nowhere. And like as if you can discuss this even when you're in, in your sleep. So I thank you really so much. So, but there is, so, is there anything more that surprises you in your practice for all those years that you've been practicing? Well, it's interesting. Every once in a while, I'll get somebody who's really um, excited, you know, a young person who's really excited and enthused about this. You know, like I have a fellow that called me, uh, I saw him on Friday and he said, you know, um, on the phone, uh, after the visit, he said to me, I'm going on vacation. He said, so you have to make sure I get all the supplements to take with me. I mean, most people, a vacation means you're not going to do anything, right? <laughs> Except lay down. But he wants that. He wants, you know, the continued, you know, vibrant health. He wants the weight loss. He's going to continue to exercise. And you don't see that so much anymore. Usually, um, you know, people come because they're not well. But uh, I like to work with people who are, you know, looking for um, better, not just, you know, average. Where can people reach you then, Irene? Um, they can get my phone number from you. I do have an email address. Um, they can get that from you also. And I'm happy to speak to people on the phone for 15 minutes, you know, um, for a free consultation. And then we'll decide whether or not they need to come in. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you, you, oh. you shared 
one of the beautiful things when with everything that you shared is most of them can 99%, except maybe for the castor oil, because it depends on the preparation, everything can be incorporated in the food, in the smoothie, in the yes. drink, or just sprinkle it, open capsules, and that's about it. So thanks a lot. And You're welcome. I, I look forward to our next episode that you could join me. And before, okay. I, before I sign off, I'd like to share again that quantum... Uh, I like to encourage people to do something like my quantum cards that I shuffle every day. And one of them, I kind of put the intention that it will be what I need to focus on that day. So this, and I, I say it three times a day and three times also, like in the morning, at lunch, and in the evening. So for our episode today, this is what I got. And I'm going to say it three times. A happy life. I choose to live in health, peace, and happiness every hour of my life. My words and actions inspire those around me. Together, we all feel joy and have a positive outlook. I choose to live in health, peace, and happiness every hour of my life. My words and actions inspire those around me. Together, we all feel joy and have a positive outlook. I choose to live in health, peace and happiness every hour of my life. My words and actions inspire those around me. Together, we all feel joy and have a positive outlook. And in my language, I say mabalos. That means thank you to our listeners. Thank yeah. you to our audience. And thank you, Irene. And we, I want to share also what Dr. Marshall always say. Don't let anything or anyone take the joy out of your life. A happy life. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. <laughs>